it wasn't for the sport of basketball, me and one of my best friends, Jack Cullen, would have never became friends. We both had the same fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Crane. And when the bell rang for recess, me and Jack ran out to the basketball court. And when the bell rang for school to be over, me and Jack ran back to his house and played basketball. It'd be fair to say that me and Jack ate, drank, and slept basketball. It's pretty much all we did. And all of this time that we had been putting into basketball was finally coming to a head. The next year, in the sixth grade, there was the teachers versus students basketball tournament. Me and Jack get word of this, and we look at each other and we say, yes, we're doing this. We get a team together, and we're stoked. The day of the tournament comes. We see who we're facing. That exciting feeling leaves us very quickly. One of the people that is on the teacher's team is Mr. Haynes, Jack's English teacher. Now, Mr. Haynes was a big and tall guy, not the kind of guy you would, you would want to be facing on the basketball court. I look at Jack, Jack looks at me, and there's nothing but fear in our eyes. He turns to me and he says, here it is, we're done for. And I agreed. I thought this was going to be a big embarrassment, and I was just hoping that no one was watching. The ball is tipped, and as you could probably guess, the stronger and taller teachers got the ball. They start heading down the court, and the ball is passed to Mr. Haynes. Jack is guarding Mr. Haynes. And I think to myself, yep, this is it, the beginning of the end. Just as I think that thought. Mr. Haynes goes up for a jump shot. But Jack starts jumping up with him. And instead of swinging his arm inches below the ball, Jack stuffs the ball back into his English teacher's face. I'm in utter amazement of what I just saw. My best friend, Jack Cullen, just packed Mr. Haynes in front of everybody. And yes, people were watching. Me and Jack were floating on air after that. And the next day, me and Jack are talking. And he's telling me, you know, after the tournament, I went to Mr. Haynes' class. And all throughout his class, I couldn't pay attention. And I'm like, why? What do you mean you couldn't pay attention? And he says, well, I just can't respect a teacher that I packed in front of everybody. <laughs> I can't respect him after that. Oh, man, I love that story. I'm grateful for the sport of basketball, but I'm more grateful for my friend, Jack Cullen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jack Cullen.
I am joined here with Jack Cohen. He is a 21-year-old business student that is about to transfer to a school that will be determined soon. He enjoys working out, reading, and consuming quality entertainment. And I am very, very excited to be interviewing him today. Thank you so much for having me, Jack. Thanks for having me. Hey, well, thank you for taking the time out of your day to do this. You have a busy schedule because, you know, me and you, we've been we've been planning this for a while. Am I wrong? Uh, no, yeah, this has uh, been in the works for like two weeks now. This has been in the works, and it's finally coming to a head. So, yeah, like I it's coming to fruition. It's coming to fruition, finally. Finally fruition. Sounds like a book or something. Fertility. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So... Like I explained prior to the interview, there will be a first segment called Icebreakers. So they are short questions that require short answers. They're fun, light, nothing to be worried about. And if you want to give a longer answer, be my guess. So the first okay. question. So not me. Yes. Yeah. I'm just making what? a joke, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait, sorry. What would you say? You said Icebreakers. Oh. I said not me. You know, like oh, the exactly. You, you know what I just... Re- no, I think I realized that earlier. But icebreaker is like, you know, so you could break the ice better, you share gum with somebody. Right. That's the, that's the reason, yeah. right? Okay. That's the reason. Like, hey, one minute? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. first first question. What they can say is no. Yeah. <laughs> what is one item you cannot live without? Oh, one item I can't live without. Um, I mean, we're talking like survival or just like something that I use every day that like it would really throw a wrench in the works if I didn't have it. I'm intrigued by either answer. I think both would be a good answer to have. Well, I mean, I think like... Basic survival. No, it's not really even like survival. I don't know. Maybe it works both ways. I'd say like a car, you know, uh, yeah. like get to work, get around, do things, you know, because like if I didn't have a car, I can really do most of the things I do every day. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a lot to figure out how I'm going to get things done. So, yeah, I think I'd, I'd lock it in with the the car. Perfect. One person from history to have lunch with. Oh, man. One person from history to have lunch with. Do they have to be, like, do they have to be dead, or can they still be alive, or is that... Your choice. Okay. uh, I want to be cliche and say some, like, Oh, like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. I feel like everybody says those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot. But cliches are yeah, good. Maybe I'd sometimes. say maybe I'd say like Johnny Cash. I feel like he had a really interesting life. I love and that. Like a lot of it, you know, like old, like I don't know, people like pre, like internet. I feel like a lot of their story hasn't been told, so it'd be interesting yeah, yeah. to kind of get some of the backstory that like wasn't at the forefront. When they're okay. around. Good answer. All right. Funniest celebrity. Larry David. Larry David. 
and then funniest person that you know? Funniest person I know? Uh, someone who's, like, funny like, without even trying, I'd say is Gavino. I mean, like, I don't know. We can just be hanging out and, like, something will happen. He just he cracks me up sometimes. So, like, Let's- somebody who has, like, comedian, com- comedian, uh, comedy, like, like, is intentional with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mikey has, like, a strong sense of humor. So you can, like, pick things out, you know, including with it. I agree with that. Mikey is hilarious. He, <laughs> I told you about that one time. He made me laugh yeah. so hard freshman year. <laughs> I remember it to this day. To this day. So, yeah, that's a very good answer. All right. So let's jump into the main portion of the interview. I'm going to talk a little bit about your current life. But let's also stick with humor. What? How would you describe the humor that you enjoy? Um, humor that I enjoy can be, like, really stupid mm-hmm. sometimes. But I also, like, I appreciate, like, the like the deeper meaning stuff. I'm trying to think. You know, like, I like the, like, the Larry David style, like, Seinfeld and, like, Kirby Enthusiasm, where it's, like, it's light. You know, like, lighthearted, but, like, you know, every day, but it's not, like, real serious. And, like, I don't know, I also enjoy some, like, seriously dark humor from time to time. Mm. It varies. Yeah. I'd say, like, I can hit a broad spectrum. Like, I, I appreciate all sorts of humor. You know? Okay. Sometimes it just That's- doesn't hit with me. But uh, I'd say most of the time, there's okay. an effort put in. I got a question for you. Is uh, that's a weird thing to say in an interview? I got a question for you. Of course, I was I got just going to say I didn't want to. No, anytime no, I like you're doing an interview. <laughs> anytime you want to put me on blast, be my guest because I need all the blast. Okay. I think oh, this sounded weird, but and you know. What I mean. <laughs> So, the humor. Have you ever found something not to be funny at first, and then you go back to it or revisit it at another day, and you find it to be super funny? Um, the show Trailer Park Boys on Netflix. Um, mm. I had watched like the first episode, and I was like, oh, like this is like low production value, and like you know, just like these like Canadian white trash people living in a trailer park. It was just kind of, like, gross to me. I was like, yeah, it's not very funny. And then I gave it another shot, and it's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen, you know? Yeah. Just, like, normal people, but they're just, they're outrageous, and it's so funny. Because, like, in, like, the low production value, I would say, like, even adds to how funny it is, just because, like, um, there's less that you can hide you know, like, when something's, like, real high production value and, like, you can kind of hide, like, the acting and all that stuff and it's, like, really written, you know, like, this, like, Trailer Park Boys is, like, real raw, you know? It's, like, mm-hmm. it's almost like they're just hanging out there with the camera. Yeah. And just, like, it's involved, an... it seems like. Would you categorize it as just being very genuine? Genuine entertainment? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I've always been, like, a big fan of, like, authenticity. So yeah. So I think that goes a long way with me, for sure. 
and okay. like in all things, not just in uh, like shows or comedy. Gotcha. Authenticity is big for you. So, yeah, sorry to go yeah, so deep on your on your. No, 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 no. I we're going deep. deep. We're going in that direction, so that's a okay. So, gotcha. the media you you do consume is the is the motivation always to entertain you, or is there other motivations underlying it? Um, I like a lot of like um, podcasts mm. that I can learn from. Excuse me. Um, you know, like uh, like. Jocko podcast, for example, like he just talks about like leadership principles and like how to apply them to like your own life and stuff. And like goes through a lot of like, um, like war stories, like books written by like people who had gone to war and stuff, or like mm-hmm. they, like come over like feats of strength. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say it's not it's not totally just for entertainment. I mean, partly, yeah, but I think I do look for some, like, educational outlets. Educational outlets, okay. And you say that you get that through a lot of podcasts that you listen to. Yeah, I'd say podcasts and, like, YouTube videos. Like, if I, like, have, like, I'm wondering about something. Or, like, even, like, sometimes things will just get suggested. Like, I got suggested this video on, um... Is like gravity explained or something, but like basically, like this guy had like pulled like a piece of like spandex real tight, and he like threw in this like heavy ball, and like he's like explaining like how gravity works and like planet orbits, and like you know, it was just like super random, but it was like real cool. Yeah. So you would say that you would you say that you thirst for knowledge more than the average person? That's hard to say. I mean, I don't want to, like, come across super, like, pretentious and, like, ooh, Mm -hmm. like, I'm more, like, driven than other people to learn. You know, I think everybody kind of has their own level. I don't know. I feel like everybody's, like, at a different spot with, like, learning stuff. I don't know. I wouldn't say so just because it gets hard to gauge. You know, like, I'm not going to, like, totally – like it's hard to make a full assessment on someone, right? Right. I mean, you're right. like you're not monitoring them. Like you don't live in their head twenty four seven, you know. So I don't know okay. what their thirst for knowledge is, you know, and what they're doing to massage that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I I definitely say it's like I have that drive. You know, I don't want to okay. be complacent. Right. Stuff, you know. Would you say that? But I also, I have days where I just spend time wasting. Watching funny YouTube videos, you know, yeah. I don't learn anything. So I have those days. As we too. all do. Yeah. yeah. Would you say that this search for knowledge is motivated out of wanting to grow as an individual or just purely curiosity? Or is it both? Um, I think it's like a self-growth thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I'm a little bit out of point where it's like if I like sit around doing nothing, like I just feel like, a, I don't know. I just feel like bad doing that. Um, right. 
So I like I just feel better like when I'm doing something productive, and so I think that's probably where it comes from, you know. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, would you say like, that there was? Um, would you say there was a turning point in your life where you realized that you don't want to be lazy and produ- you know not productive? That you started to search for this knowledge to grow yourself as an individual. Um, you know, it's kind of been like up and down since like after, well, not even after high school, probably like, I'd say like right around when we started Windows, like it was like, okay, like this is cool. Like you're seeing like hard work pay off right away. I mean, like even like from like an early age, like doing sports, like on like a micro level, seeing that, mm-hmm. but like really taking it serious, like I would say like, uh, you know, when we were doing Windows, that kind of got me started, you know. And then, like, like taking an interest in, like, podcasts, you know, like, being introduced to, like, different people who were, like, going on shows and, like, what they were doing, like, taking tidbits of information from them and applying it to myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, even just recently, like, when I started working, um, like, at, lo- at first it was, like, a lot to be working 40 hours a week. And then, like, I got used to it. And then now, like, I do class on Zoom Mondays and Wednesdays. And, like, on Mondays and Wednesdays, I just I feel lazy not being at work. Even though, like, right. I'll be doing school. It's just, like, if I was in a classroom, it would be different. But, like, sitting on the computer, not doing it, definitely, like, feel that, like, uh, that laziness. Right. You want to be doing something. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah, but, like, that's come and gone, like, a few different times, you know, like, there's been periods between doing windows and, like, going to school, you know, like, where there's times where it's, like, nothing really going on, where I just kind of hang out, you know, like, don't have any work going on, no school going on, it's just, like, hanging around, you know, playing video games, watching TV, maybe playing basketball, but not really doing a whole lot, you know, so... I'd say, like, probably, like, on an upward trend with, like, that kind of productivity kind of lifestyle, but definitely uh, definitely up and down a little bit. But Gotcha. So you're happiest when you're most productive? Um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like, I feel like with anybody, like, you just feel better when you're being productive, you know? And like yeah. when you're not being productive, it like allows different things to kind of creep into your life to fill that gap. You know, like people start running into like maybe like some on the serious end, like some mental health issues. You know, like if you don't have that right. purpose going on in your life, you know, like it can be filled with a, like a negative entity almost. You know, and yeah. uh, entities yeah. are a word that's like ghostly, but. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I definitely think it's it's important to be productive. I think on a individual level, like personally for me, but I think for everyone, you know, and like that can be like expressed through like different channels, you know, like everybody like has a different way to be productive. But I think ultimately, like it's the same productivity that keeps everyone kind of right. at that happy level. Gotcha. And so, what channel is it for you? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I like a little bit of struggle. You know, I think it, 
helps to, uh, you know, you enjoy, like, nice things more, you know, like, working 40-hour weeks, you know, it can be, like, tough, but then, like, a day off, which I'm going to contradict myself with saying a day off because I was just saying how I feel lazy and it doesn't feel good, but, you know, like, having <laughs> yeah. a day off where it does feel good, like, you know, you really enjoy the weekends more, which, I mean, right. I've kind of gotten away with since COVID. Uh, there's no, like, real weekend. It's just kind of, like, everything blended together. You know, at home, not working, not going to school, just doing Zoom calls. Um, you know, it can really just blend, and you don't really have an enjoyment because, like, there's no real struggle going on, but there's no real, like, because, I mean, because there's no, like, struggle, there's no relief, so you, everything just feels blended and the same, and, like, there's no real, uh, like, contrast to, like, yeah. what sucks and what's fun. So I do, I enjoy that. Um, you know, that's another thing that I think, like, applies to everyone. You know, it's important to know, like, you know, like, the darker the... You know, like, the darker something is, the brighter the light will shine kind of deal. Right. It's like, yeah, like, you'll enjoy things more if you have a little bit of a struggle. You know, but even just, like, finding enjoyment and things that you do. You know, like, you don't want to, like, be like, oh, like, I struggle all week and then, like, just look forward to the weekend because it's, like, it's five out of seven days that you hate. You know, like, it's important to, like, kind of find what you like in your yeah. day-to-day. You know, even it's just the little things, like, and you, like, it doesn't just, like, come to you. It's not just, like, oh, I'm going to enjoy little things. Like, you kind of have to be conscious about it, you know, right. and really look for it. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. would you say that you were productive as a kid, going, moving towards your childhood? Um, no, I was pretty resistant to, like, oh, I mean, productive, like, how, like, in the general sense of, like, school and that stuff. Yeah, well, you were describing, well, the, your channel for um, productivity is one that, you know, uh, you solve a problem, you struggle, so that you can have happier days on the off days. You know what I mean? Well, you articulated yeah. a lot better than I did, but would you say that that is something that was described you as a kid? Um, No. I mean, that's, like, kind of, like, something that, like, I've kind of come across recently. And, like, I don't know, it's not really something that, I was like, oh, like, this is brand new. It was more of, like, mm-hmm. kind of realizing it through reflection. Mm-hmm. And, like, you mean kinda, being aware. Yeah, like, kind of, like, like you said, like, articulating it more or less. Like, really, like, yeah, like, being aware of it and not just, like, having to be something that I was, like, kind of, like, aware of. Like, oh, like, you know, like, when I do something hard, like, the payoff is nice, you know. And yeah. now it's, like, easy to see it like, in the rear view, and even, like, going forward now, but, um, no, like, I think as a kid, it was more of, like, I didn't want to do, like, homework, or, like, work out, or, like, that kind of stuff, it was just, like, oh, like, that hard, that's hard, and that sucks, like, I don't want to do that, like, I want to, like, yeah. hang out with my friends and play video games, yeah. Gotcha. So, Would I, you... wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, I always kind of had that philosophy. Right. So along with not being as productive as an individual that you are now, how would you describe yourself as a kid? I guess as a kid, I was, let me think for a sec. 
Yeah, no worries. I don't know. I wasn't like real rebellious or anything, but I was just, I was mm-hmm. definitely like kind of like resistant toward authority, mm-hmm. you know, like I never got in like serious trouble, but I was always kind of like, you know, like my teachers would like call my parents and I was like disrupting class, you know, like goofing off with people, like kind of that deal. Um, didn't really like doing the homework and that kind of stuff. You know, <clears throat> it's kind of weird. Like sometimes I would, and I don't really know. I'd have to do a little more reflection to kind of like nail it down. But there'd be like sometimes where like I would like feel passionately more towards school, and like I'd right. try and like it feel good, you know, to do well. And I was like, man, like that's pretty cool. But like I don't know. Most of the time, it wasn't like that. Most of the time, I was like, I'd rather be somewhere else doing something fun you know yeah would you say that any of those things from your childhood have stuck with you maybe the rebelliousness or other aspect i mean other attributes um an attribute that stuck with me i feel like i've always kind of been pretty level-headed Mm. Not in, like, a sense of where it's, like, oh, like, I know what's right and wrong. But more just, like, I don't get too worked up on things. Uh, right. Like, I, I don't really I, have, I, like, a temper or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I get mad sometimes, you know, like, I'm not a robot. But, I don't know, I've never, like, been, like, the outburst kind of type. You know, I think like, I've always kind of been like that. Yeah. Do you think you have grown since you were a kid uh, emotionally or not aside from the physical, you know, aside from your physical physicality? Yeah, like, I'm a little bit grown? taller now. <laughs> You're a little yeah. bit taller. I'm glad. I'm glad that happened yeah. to you. Believe it or not. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's rare for someone not to. Because mm-hmm. I mean, some people, like, don't really emotionally mature. And, like, that, I feel like that's usually with, like, something happening, like, some kind of event. But, I mean, not really digging into that, but going into myself. I'd say, yeah, you know, just through general life experience, you know. Right. Things happen, right. and, like, you learn from it, you know, like. It's basically like maturity, yeah. I'd say so. I think most of my maturity came after high school, I'd say, you know. After? after. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think this is probably pretty common for most people, but I just felt like the world got a lot bigger after high school. Right. And I was exposed to a lot more... You know, different people from, like, different walks of life, you know, and, like, seeing that, like, oh, like, people didn't fit, like, this cookie-cutter mold of, like, oh, like, go, like, to school after high school, like, get a job, and then, like, you live out your life, like, happily ever after. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and there's, like, a lot of different things that happen. And I like going, like, to DVC for that because it's, Mm. like, it was even more diverse with people 
of like all different ages and all different like lifestyles. Um, so you got exposed to like a lot of different people and it was cool to see that. Definitely. And it was real rapid, like a real like drastic change from like our small high school to that. It was, it was cool. I think that helped me grow a lot. So seeing new perspectives and being aware of others was a joyful experience for you, not one of dread. Yeah, no, I mean, it was never like any like kind of dread for me. It was more just like, oh, wow, like that's pretty crazy. You know, like it was shocking at first, maybe sometimes. It was like, oh, dang, like that's for real. Like you're like 35 and you're a single mom going to college and like you have like these perspectives because of like the experiences that you had. And, like, seeing that, like, recognizing, like, different things inside of people and, like, seeing, like, how that came to be. Right. Definitely. Definitely. I think being able to open your eyes to other people's and being more aware is, is a beautiful thing when it happens, you know? Such a great thing. Definitely. But you but you think that, that kind of turning point for you was after high school when you went to DVC? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, okay. Because like even like with going to colleges, more of it was less in high school. Like I was resistant to school because it was like oh like, I have to be here kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and college was like oh well I'm picking these classes, I'm paying for them, and right. like you know nobody cares if you don't do well. It's like you're just not gonna continue your education if you can't keep it up. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So like that kind of like responsibility that was added to it, I think helped a lot like with maturing. Cause it was like, okay, like you got to take this serious or, you know, it's like there's actual consequences now, you know, and you're like, you're not just going to get like a Saturday school or like not going to get a call home to your parents. Like, it's like, okay, you fail. Like that's on your transcripts and then you can't continue on, you know, like you're not exactly. going to get accepted to schools stuff like that. So, like, that added responsibility, you know, I think helped with a little bit, uh, like, more maturity. And, like, yeah. Definitely. No, I, I totally agree with that sentiment. Uh, taking responsibility is, is, mm-hmm. is something that's so hard, but it's a, the biggest, one of the biggest parts of growing up, I feel like, that I have found, yeah. you know? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it's a quick change. Uh-huh going from high school to college, you know, like it's like a lot more responsibility and like, I don't know. I feel like it's not like super hard to adapt to for some people yeah. maybe, but it's just, it's real quick, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, like you gotta like hit the ground running basically. And how was that transition for you? Did you like embrace it or was it kind of something that made you apprehensive uh, towards the future? Um, I mean, there's points where, like, it could be a little overwhelming, but generally speaking, I feel like I handled it and have handled it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I never liked school very well, but, like, if I, like, put an effort towards it, like, I could do fine, you know, and so, like, with DVC, it was like, oh, okay, so, like, I have to, like, start doing this stuff. And, like, there's a little bit of, like, okay, like, I really need to, like, force myself to sit down and do the homework. Um, and just, like, over time, it just became easier just knowing, like, okay, like, 
know, sit down and work for an hour. And, you know, and, like, just doing that, like, get a lot done. And, just, like, kind of, like, okay, like, homework's not that bad. Like, I don't know why I hated it so much. And just get yeah. it done real quick. You know, it's easier to just get it done than to sit and have it, like, hanging over your head. You know? Right, right. So, you've been 21 for about a month now. How do you feel? Uh, not much different. Not much different? Yeah. What, yeah. Do you, what do you like about being 21? Uh, there's not really much to it for me right now. I mean, everything's closed and all, so it's not like I can go out and do 21-year-old things. Right, right. Yeah. Can't can't go and socialize in the same way that, you know, young people are able yeah. to do outside of a pandemic. Right. Yeah. I mean, if it was like, like 15 months ago, sure, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, you know, right now, it's kind of like whatever. Yeah. Actually, I was pretty right. excited to, uh, to buy a gun when I turned 21. You know, yeah. the problem is, though, like, prices are way up with everything going on. So that wasn't even super enjoyable like the sentiment of it yeah cool but um, yeah kind of expensive right now so right right it, it was a cool feeling it was a one i of mean it's it something that i've been looking forward to for a while mm-hmm. so it was nice to like finally have that come did, and do that but did the moment live up to the hype um, it was cool. You know, I, I didn't, I don't really, I never really put a lot of hype on it. You know, it was just like, okay, like it would be nice once I can do that. But, you know, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, like it's just going to be a magical experience, you know. It was, right. it was about what I expected, you know. It wasn't like glamorous or anything. Just gotcha. filling out paperwork and shelling out a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. With expectations, do you set expectations high in your life for things like an event like buying a gun? Or do you just, because you, you describe yourself as being always level-headed. Are your expectations kind of like that as well with things that you think about? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm always level-headed. You know, I have pretty dumb fair amount of the time. Um, right. But, uh, no, I think things outside of my control, I try to set real low expectations. You know, if it's something, like, I can control, like, I have high expectations for myself, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I expect myself to, like, do well and, like, things. You know, I have high standards for myself to achieve. But, like, when it comes to, like, other people or, like, anything outside of my control, I try to set low expectations just to, like, mitigate any kind of, like disappointment yeah yeah you know expectations are such a big thing that a lot of people don't really internalize as being important in their life but would you say that you know because you know one thing that i think about when i think of the word expectations is the future and with the future a lot of people have expectations would you say that you have exciting expectations are you very fearful of what could happen in the future what what do you think what what do you feel about the future 
I mean, again, like, if it's, like, within my control, like, uh-huh. I have, like, high expectations for myself, you know, and, like, I'll do things to, like, my best capability to set myself up to achieve those expectations, you know, but, like, I'm pretty comfortable in the sense that it's, like, well, like, I'll do the best that I can, and, like, if right. things work out, how, like, you know, like, there's just so many factors outside of your control it's, like, you can't just get tied to, like, one, like, specific expectation for your life, you know? It's, like, if you have, like, a general sense of what you want to end up doing and, like, you just do the best that you can to work towards that, I think yeah. you'd be set up to do well. And that's kind of what I subscribe to. Gotcha. So you don't have a specific expectation set right now, but you have a general idea of the future and you, that you want yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know, I mean, I also don't want to get, like, too tied up in, like, looking forward that, uh, I don't know, I was about to say, like, I don't want to, like, get too tied up in, like, looking forward that I, like, forget to live in the now, but that sounds real cliche, but that's kind of like yeah. the idea. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know, I'd, I'm not worried about the future and, and yeah I'm, no. I'm not uh-huh. worried because I'm doing I'm doing what I'm doing to the best of my ability right now you know yeah I don't see any like big mistakes I'm making in my day to day life where it would be an issue going forward so right. I take comfort in that and then just you know whatever comes my way I'll handle it when I get yeah. there if well you know we're both young people and we both don't have a clear well none of us have a clear vision of what's going to happen in the future but do you have a certain a general idea that you could describe for me of what you would want to happen in the future um be I mean, as broad as you want. The ideal, as broad as I want, I want to make a bunch of money. Ayo. I want to be, uh, <laughs> I want to be happy with like what I do. You know, I want to maintain that like productivity to, uh, you know, like time off kind of balance where it's like I can enjoy having a life, but also you know, work hard for it to enjoy yeah. it. Gotcha. You, would you say that you're not self-critical of yourself? Um, I am kind of like in a weird way mm-hmm. where it's like, if I find myself doing something that like I don't hold highly, then I'm kind of like, I have that like self-talk where like, I'm just kind of ripping on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not like critical in a sense that it is like crippling or anything, you know? Mm. I think I, I'm like, I'm constructive with myself. I'd say I'm not like, Oh, like self-love. Like I accept myself for who I am. Right. Not like I'm kind of like roasting that. Like, of course, like I like 
I am who I am. <laughs> Dude, that was like Jerry Seinfeld, or he's like, it is what it is. It is what it is, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be anybody else. This is like what right. I'm saying, you know, like, um, like definitely like content, like being me, because I know that like I'm gonna like check myself on like certain things. Like I'm not just gonna like let myself get away with being a punk on different things, you know? Right. Like, like so it you kind of ties uh-huh. back to like what I said before. Like I have high standards for myself. Um, but like self criticism, like yeah, in like a constructive sense, but like I don't do it to my detriment. Where I'm like, yeah. oh, like I'm this, and like I'm never gonna be better at it. You know, it's like if I'm worried, like let's say for like example, like I can't shoot free throws. Like I'm not gonna sit there like, man, like I'm never gonna be good at shooting free throws. Like I suck, and like I'm never gonna do it. Like in that sense, like I'd be like, man, I suck at shooting free throws. Like I'm just gonna get out there and like do it. You know, and like that's a lot easier said than done. Um, but I like to think that I, if I'm gonna like have criticisms of myself like i'm gonna work towards them not just accept them definitely definitely would you say that you are you're balanced in your self-criticism um yeah i mean i think uh maybe i go a little light on myself sometimes mm-hmm. gotcha know, i think i could definitely I can definitely keep doing better. Right. Uh, which, I mean, not maybe in itself is a healthy mindset. Yeah, I, I would not say that. I mean, if I yeah. was perfect, uh, right. I would be doing <laughs> something else. You know? Like, exactly. I'd be in a different station in life if I was a perfect person. You know? I'd be extremely wealthy doing everything that I want to do. But, you know, I'm not perfect, so I have to keep working towards that. Yeah. Um yeah. Man. Well, that was some great thoughts. Right now, I want to talk a little bit about perceptions. And we have talked. Perceptions. perceptions yeah. Perspective. You know, we were talking, you were explaining a little bit about perspectives and how you were able to have some perspective change and mm-hmm. how you be able to be more aware of the things around you. Would you say that you're more aware of yourself after that turning point of your life? Um,. Yeah, I mean, I try to be, you know, like, um, kind of like being critical. Like, I think I know pretty well who I am and, like, where mm-hmm. I'm at as a person. Yeah. And who yeah, is that I think, person? I, I mean, think <laughs> I mean, who, who, who would you, I'm sorry, that sounded weird, but how would you, per, how do you perceive yourself? Like, if you had to describe yourself. Uh, I mean, I'd say, like, I'm a pretty driven person. And, like, right now I'm just working towards, like, the next thing, you know, like, just trying to work as much as I can and, like, do as well in school as I can to set myself up to be able to do more in the future, like, whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. like, right now, like, the best thing I can do for myself in the future is, like, just make money and save it and, like, do well in school. So, like, that's yeah. how I am right now. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I cut you off 
when I asked how do you perceive yourself, you had another thought. I'm so sorry that I did that. I forgive me. Did you did you have something you wanted to say? I'm forgiven. <laughs> oh, no, no. I think uh, I was just kind of going with like what I said. Just kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, how do you think others perceive you? How would they describe you if they were to ask you? I mean, if they were asked, who is Jack Cullen? You know. Um, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's like I'm just a guy. You know? Mm. Um, so people just, they just think of you as a guy? No, I mean, I feel like uh, people probably think I like to joke around. Mm. Um, I don't know. I probably come across a little weird. Weird. In a good way or a bad way? I guess that's it to someone else. I mean, right. To me, like, I don't know. I'm kind of weird interacting with people maybe a little bit. I just, I don't know. I feel like people have told me I have an RBF. Mm. So, like, I don't know. I feel like when I'm talking to people, I have to, like, I don't know. I'm gonna, like, feel like <laughs> I don't know. It's like I'm kind of like putting in a little more effort to be like a little more like smiley kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, no. like, I don't want to like come across as a jerk. Just because like yeah. I don't know. I'm not like super excitable or anything. Right. Know? So like sometimes maybe people would perceive that as like oh like what's wrong? But, like right. know, most of the time I'm just like I'm just chilling. Yeah. Do you feel like you're misunderstood sometimes by people? I'm so misunderstood. No one knows me. <laughs> no. Um, uh, oh, shoot, dude. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. In some not, way. like a whole lot to understand. You know? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Cruising. Would you, so, um, using the RBF as an example... Obviously, you don't feel like you're a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. A big I mean, match. like, I smile, <laughs> you know. Right, I'm right, not, exactly. Like, but, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, for example, like, people will be like, oh, dude, like, I saw you driving and, like, you look mad. Really? Like, I wasn't mad. Like, you know, like, I don't remember, like, what was going on. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't remember being mad driving. So, I would assume yeah. that means it's an RBF, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think people just perceive me as kind of, I'd say kind of laid back. Okay. Yeah. And you're okay with that perception? Yeah, definitely. It's better than, like, it could be worse. It could be worse. Gotcha. All right. This next question I have, I have to preface it with a Seinfeld quote. Oh, okay. So, it was, it's the episode where George decides to do everything opposite because he believes that everything in his life has been a mistake. Right. And so, <laughs> at the beginning of the episode, Jerry and Elaine are sitting in the, um, in the cafe or the shop, I mean, the place they always eat at, and George comes in, he's, he's sad, and 
he just has this weird face. A lot of he had just got back from the beach where he pondered, and you know he explains, you know, I have done everything wrong in my life. Every decision, uh-huh. every little thing, has been wrong. And he's like, I want to <laughs> yeah. do everything differently, and and he starts to explain, you know, I had so much potential. I was so bright. Maybe not with the books, but I always knew when somebody was uncomfortable at a party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so mm. that quote, I'm not comparing you to George because you and George are two different people. I'll tell you that. But one thing that I think you and George have in common is that you're able to tell who's uncomfortable at a party, you know, for be- lack of a better phrase. You're very perceptive of other, other people's thoughts and emotions. So would you say that you see this within yourself? Um, yes and no. Like, I think, like, sometimes, like, yeah, I can, like, pick up on those things. But, like, other times, like, it just goes right over my head, to be honest. Mm. I mean, I feel like I'm, like, pretty good at just, like, not wearing emotion. Like, not for, like, any specific reason. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't know. Like if I'm like really upset about something, it's like you know I don't like want to portray it. Like I feel like I'm good at just like all right, you know, just like set it aside and just like kind of be cool for now. Yeah. So I guess like maybe that kind of helps, like being able to pick up on people's. I don't know. Yeah. I'd say yeah. I think being perceptive is a very good interpersonal skill to have. So Definitely, I, yeah. yeah, well, that was so, I should have practiced it with this. You know, we talked about your perceptions, other people's perceptions, but that was the one question mm-hmm. that I wanted to say from my point of view, because all the other questions were kind of from the point of view of somebody that probably didn't know you very well, only knew the introduction right. part, knowing that you would like to work out, read and consume quality entertainment. So that was the one question that was not part of that set of questioning, you know? So, okay. But, but yeah, yeah. So, but to expand on that, do you think you have other interpersonal skills that you're proud of? Um, I mean, like it kind of like ties into like what you said, like, like kind of like reading people. Like I like talking to people, you know? Um, Yeah. I think I'm pretty good at like chilling out, you know? And, like, that sounds, like, kind of dumb, like, uh, like you get it, like, relaxing, but, like, I don't know, I feel like some people like, just, like, can't relax. You know, yeah. Like, you know, chill out. <laughs> but, yeah, um, exactly. And, like, I don't know, like, in, like, a situation where, like, would, like, kind of help. You know what I'm saying? Not just, like, oh, like, I can sit on the couch all day and watch movies. Like, yeah, anybody can do that. But, like, kind of, like, in a situation where it's, like, there's a lot going on, it's, like, okay, like, you can, like, kind of take a step back relax yeah. for a second kind of see it for what it is and not get yeah. like, so tied up in the moment you know and just kind of like detach from it yeah um, I'd say like yeah, I, I can do that pretty well I'd say I was gonna keep bragging about myself no 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 I, I'm not bragging we're just learning more yeah. me in the audience <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, I'd say, have, I don't know uh-huh. I'm a pretty durable person I can just yeah you know, not a whole lot bothers me, so. Right. Like, Do you have a instance that describes that attribute within you where it was handy for maybe people around you or maybe for yourself? 
Um, trying to think. I mean, I remember there's one uh, like water polo practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, where everybody was kind of like messing around and our, like our coach Matt got upset. And so we all had to swim and we were just doing 25 fly. Uh, and we were just going back and forth. Like we didn't have like a set number of like what we were going to do. He was just blowing the whistle and we just kept swimming. And mm-hmm. uh, like people were starting to get really upset, dude. You know, and I remember like, like one of our friends, I don't want to like, call anybody out, but he is like, man, I'm getting out of the pool. Like, this is stupid. You know, I don't know. I just kind of like, and I like, don't get me wrong, dude. Like, I was like not like in the greatest shape. Like, I wasn't like the strongest swimmer. So it was like, it was rough, you know, and like it sucked. But I don't know. I just kind of laughed. Like, it just started to become like kind of funny to me because it was like, like, this is just swimming and like people are getting so worked up about it. And it was just kind of yeah. funny to me that. Like it mattered so much to them, you know. It's like we're just swimming, you know. Yeah. So like you're gonna get that upset. It's like we were the ones goofing off, you know. Like you kind of <laughs> yeah. deserve it in a sense, you know. And right. Like you can get all upset at it. It just doesn't really make that much sense. Yeah. Man, I. I think I remember that experience as well. Was I in that practice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Coach Matt, that was yeah. senior year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And like yeah. to make matters worse, like we weren't allowed to wear our goggles. Like everybody started, he's like, all right, everybody on the wall, like we're here to swim. And like people started getting on the gravel with their goggles, and he's like, no, no goggles. And it just it made it that much worse. Um, yeah. But like you know, at first, like I was kind of in the camp, like man, this sucks. And it was just like as everybody else started to complain, I was kind of like, mm, okay, Let's yeah, kind of, like relax for a second. Like this isn't that big of a deal. Right. Right. Um, Okay. Like, so I'm you. pretty sure someone had talked about quitting. You know, I was like, really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you have? Would you say you just you have ability not to take life so seriously in a good way? Yeah, I mean, definitely. And like sometimes, like that can be a bad thing. You know, mm-hmm. like during the senior project, like uh, it was kind of like late on like a few assignments, and I was just kind of like, oh, like whatever, you know, like <laughs> yeah. But I was like, yo, like, you got to do that, <laughs> you know? Right. You shouldn't take that so lightly, but, yeah. I, I was yeah. Like, yeah. When things are real bad, like, I can just kind of be like, you know, whatever. No, I think that's very admirable. I think that's a very good thing that a lot of people need to learn from is learning how to not take life so seriously, you know? But, you know, yeah. having balance to it, having balance in all things. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to take things seriously for sure, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So a final question to kind of tie a bow on this interview, or at least this segment of the interview, how else, um, what else do you want other people to know about you to better understand you as a person? Um, uh, I don't know. I'm a pretty open person. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't really, like, judge people. Like, I don't know, sometimes they can come across like that because, like, I like to joke. And, like, the mm-hmm. thing is, like, if I, like, if I joke and kind of, like, I don't know, kind of, like, some banter with a person, yeah. 
like it means that like I like feel comfortable with you. Yeah, like I'm not gonna mm. like do that with like some random person that like I feel like I don't know. Sometimes maybe I feel too like comfortable joking with people. You know? Yeah. But like I don't know. Generally speaking, like people are like, oh like hey, do you not like me when I like make a joke and it's like, yeah, chill out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I don't like you. You know, and I feel like that's probably a similar experience for a lot of people. You know, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'd say like I'm I'm pretty open. Like I'm actually not like harshly judging people. I like to joke because like I don't know, I like joking around. But yeah, gotcha. That's very good. Very good. Sometimes it's hard for people to realize that within people you know it's like hey i'm comfortable yeah. around you that's why i'm joking you know well right. perfect and i feel like maybe like sometimes like people can be like kind of insecure or it's like mm-hmm. oh like you can't like joke about me because like that's not like yeah yeah i feel like everybody perfect. has that yeah, so, like, yeah you just take a second to realize like all right we're kidding around here like it's not serious. right exactly yeah. like i've even had instances where like people like kind of like joking like poking fun i'm kind of like man like what and then i'm like okay like we're just kidding around like i'm just leaning into yeah it. yeah yeah where you realize it yourself you're like oh i you know i need yeah. to chill out or you know yeah where it's just like yeah like just play into it and it's fine man okay well this concludes the interview i'm joined here with jack cullen he gave some very 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 good answers some questions that better explain him and help us better understand who he is as a person. This is the Everyday People Podcast. I'm John Blotter, and this is Jack Cullen.